Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Arlen Suderman is joining us today from FC Stone. Lots of things to look at. I want to give a little little tease out there. We've got some interesting things happening within the hogs. It's going to perk the ears of our producers. And uh, if we could find a way to take some shipments over there of live hogs, we would do it. And that's all I'm going to tease about till later, Arlen. As we look at these markets today, it's obviously starting out first on the grain perspective. You did say, though, that we did see the higher grain numbers in part because of the Chinese data that came out and a lot of other outside market influence. Yeah, we really did. It was kind of a risk on in most of the markets today. Um, I think crude oil was a great uh illustration of that in addition to the equity markets of stocks higher as well but uh, crude oil had a nice healthy rally during the day today up four to five percent at times and it was largely because of two factors geopolitical uh stories uh, first hong kong uh when the leader of hong kong uh, agreed to and did finally pull the extradition bill that started the protests what about four months ago um uh, withdrew it totally and uh, so that eased some global concerns and maybe about China um, taking more aggressive steps uh, there's still some risks there that we can talk about China has still been moving troops into the Hong Kong area they say it's a national uh, natural rotation but in a rotation you have troops coming in and like number going out so far we haven't seen evidence of like number going out uh, but for today, it was positive. And then data, economic data out of China showing their services sector saw a little bit of improvement, certainly better than expected. And so uh, China being one of the world's largest importers of raw commodities, uh, that was a good sign for the commodity sector. So overall, a positive money flow just not all the ags were able to participate in it today looking more locally in the sense of where we were crop progress wise um some interesting they didn't really touch the soybeans had a little bit of reaction with the corn we still know that, that crop is behind but we do know harvest is definitely looming in the near future it is and in fact the harvest is slowly moving north uh we've seen harvest taking place in kansas and um, parts of southern kansas so it is slowly making its way north and uh i've even heard of a little bit of harvest in far southern indiana uh closer to the ohio river valley really too early to have any sense of feel for yields or anything or in areas that are really going to uh, matter to the national production total at this point um, but uh, it, and it feels so late and, and uh, most of the crop is so far yet from harvest yet uh, it was interesting to note uh, in uh, Tuesdays normally Monday but because of holiday Tuesdays USDA weekly crop progress report 17.1 million corn acres in the United States has still not even reached the dough stage on September 1st uh, that, that's huge. Normally, we'd have maybe 6.3 million acres still not reaching a dough stage, and they, they would tend to be more southern areas. Uh, in this case, we've, we've got uh, some northern areas. Uh, for example, just 72% of North Dakota had reached dough stage, and 76% of South Dakota. Here in Nebraska, we're at 90%. Uh, and on soybean side, 10.7 million acres had not yet started setting pods on September 1st, and 3 million acres had not yet even started to bloom. So uh, 
a lot of ground to make up. Uh, the markets are focused on the weather forecast, and the weather forecast now is warmed up in the outlook, and not only in the near term, but over the next 30 days. And so that has pushed to what forecasters say is the next reasonable chance for a, a frost past the third week of October. And so the trade assumes all will be well as a result. Have we even started to factor in? There isn't much talk about the about the hurricane as we see it get ready to to come inland, hit the Gulf course and our Gulf course, Gulf Coast. And I know that there was some folks in Georgia that were nervous because harvest is very much looming for them. It is, and there's there's quite a bit of the cotton in that area. Uh, we're talking around half the cotton, I think, in that area that. Uh, uh, bowls are opening, and and so it's risk of that cotton fibers being pulled out of the bowls. Um, and the other factor that we need to watch is how much hog production we have in the Carolinas, depending on the track of Dorian, and and how much of an interior hit we take in that area. Uh, we know from past storms there that uh, uh, where we've we've seen some storms, and they had to evacuate a lot of hogs and lost a lot of hogs. Hopefully that won't be the case this time around. As you look at the the soybeans, uh, crush margins, are they going to continue to stay on the positive side? Crush margins uh, took a dip in July, but have generally been improving and are are doing better over the past month. And and that has supported some strong crush. Uh, As a result, we're anticipating that the USDA will end up having to increase its crush target for the 018-19 marketing year. That ended on August 31st. USDA, I think, is around 21 million bushels too low on its crush target. And, and ironically, exports uh, are much stronger than what USDA had indicated as well. We finished very strong. It looks like August is going to be a record for um, soybean exports for the month of August. Uh, and so with the, our latest data goes through August 29th, and as of August 29th, uh, the inspection data would suggest that we had shipped 165 million bushels. Um, that beats the record set in 2016. That was about 159 million, and with a couple of days yet to add on to this year's total. That should lift our export target closer to 1.765 billion bushels, 65 million over USDA. All right, well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up, including diving into what's going on with these hog numbers over in China. More is coming up. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. You heard me kind of teasing um, as we headed into break and even at the start of the Fontenelle Final Bell about what's going on with hog prices in China. And I think the best person to keep us up to date and up to speed, of course, is Arlen Suderman as he continues to join us from FC Stone. Rising hog prices in China, what does this all mean? Well, we anticipate that it's going to mean stronger export shipments. We have seen an increase in export shipments, but not to the degree that we anticipate that it will be. And we've been anticipating that that will ramp up as we go into the fourth quarter of this year, maybe even this yet this month. We'll have to see. But China has been living off of its reserves. How big are those reserves? Nobody knows. That's a very tightly held trade secret. And even our sources in China haven't been able to give us a good feel for that. We've been anticipating the reserves would tighten up sometime around the month of September based on what some of our contacts were telling us. Uh, 
who really didn't have much confidence on it. Well, maybe we are seeing some evidence now. Um, first of all, let's put in backdrop here that China's big moment is coming up on October 1st. That is a holiday it is very proud of. It starts a week-long holiday called its Golden Week. And it is to celebrate the 70th anniversary on October 1st of, of the current form of government in communist China, uh, the birth of it. And so it's, it's a big to do in China. So they want all the people happy and everything. And they, what they don't want is a lot of social unrest because of food inflation. And the number one cause of food inflation is high pork prices. So you would think that if they had plenty of pork in their reserve, they would be releasing it as much as possible to hold down pork prices. What has happened in pork prices in China? Up 30% in August over the previous month. Not the previous year, but over the previous month, up 30% uh, to record high prices. Some that's a real concern. And some provinces have actually started releasing vouchers for getting pork at discounted rates, one kilogram a day, um, to limit how much. But the provinces trying to hold down food inflation are doing this voucher system reminiscent of what they did back in the 1980s. So uh, that would suggest to us that the supply of pork coming out of the freezer in China may be starting to tighten. Um, other other evidence that we're seeing um, is uh, that uh, uh, piglet prices in China up 95% year on year because the breeding herd has gotten so small because of how hard it's been hit by African swine fever. We're also hearing from Vietnam 13% of its pig stock gone. That's 4 million hogs. Um, and, of course, we've talked in previous programs how it's spreading throughout that East Asia area as well as Russia and now Eastern Europe as well. As that continues to spread, and you, you talk about the, the tightening supplies that they're seeing in the freezers, at what point does China kind of swallow their pride and say, we need to feed our people, we need to reach out more globally? Yeah, that's the big key question we don't have the answer to. It would seem that common sense would say, trade war or not, they need the pork to keep peace at home. Particularly with Hong Kong, the risk of the uh, freedom demonstrations or democracy demonstrations in Hong Kong spreading into mainland China. They want to keep their people happy. And so I, I think that's going to be one of the keys. How do things go in Hong Kong? It's really been theorized. Um, that uh, they may have withdrawn the extradition measure that started the protests in Hong Kong because they wanted a quiet time and didn't want to have to deal more roughly with protesters until after the Golden Week holiday that first week of October. Um, maybe they'll be deal with it more difficult with more seriousness after that. I don't know if in fact the protests do continue to over that period of time. Um, but if that's the case, also, you might think that they would want to import pork. Of course, I get asked all the time, well, what about the tariffs that make U.S. pork prohibitive to uh, import into China? Well, not at these high prices. And, uh, you know, if China is utilizing Smithfield and, and or its state buyers, um, then do they pay themselves the tariff? Probably not. And so they could import massive quantities of pork 
Uh, it's just a matter of pride for them and whether they'll swallow their pride to do it. In the meantime, the cattle market just kind of sits here in their doldrums. Not a lot of excitement for them. Yeah, and, and that's a concern. Um, there's some concern about whether we're staying current with the cattle uh, that we have out there. Uh, even though slaughter numbers have, have been very near the pre-Tyson fire level, um, has that been enough with the numbers that we have of cattle out there to keep the cattle herd uh, current? Uh, and so, and can we maintain those slaughter numbers? This last week we saw some drag on the Saturday because of labor issues. So that's uh, weighing on the front end of the market. All right, sounds good, Arlen. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? INTLFCStone.com or over on Twitter at twitter.com slash ArlenFF101. And that is a look at the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. Thank you, Susan and Arlen, for the Fontenelle Final Bell. As well, Fontenelle Hybrids and their great support of the Fontenelle Final Bell. You can catch that as a podcast at krvn.com later this afternoon. Usually that's posted around 3 p.m., so go back, check it out. You can listen to all of Arlen's comments once again. Do you want to see what Arlen said last week and where African swine fever was in China a week ago? Well, you can go and look that as well. It's cataloged, and you can go back several weeks and check out all the programming that you hear right here on 880 KRVN. by visiting krvn.com. Go in the podcast tab. Don't forget, you can also download the KRVN app at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store, and there you can also find your favorite KRVN podcast. It's 2.32 on a beautiful afternoon here, Wednesday. Already middle of the week. Crazy what happens when you have a Monday off. Well, do we really have a Monday off, though? It's never a day off in farm country. It is 2.32. We can check in with Fox Business next.